Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to another episode of the Self Build Plus podcast, where we chat with self builders, suppliers, and experts about all things home building and renovating in Ireland on both sides of the border. I'm Astrid Matson, your host and the editor of Self Build Magazine. In this podcast, we'll be talking about windows, and joining us today is Tony Dunn of MBC Projects, a supplier of UPVC and aluminium windows and doors. Tony, thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll just jump right in. Can you run us through the main types of windows available on the market in Ireland today? Sure, Astrid, and uh, thanks for having me on. Um, so the, we could really break it down into two types of uh, of, of windows. Uh, we can talk about the material of the window, and then we can actually talk about the function and the mechanic of the window. So the most common material um, the people would be most com- familiar with would be the the PVC option. So PVC uh, windows, they've they've been around a while since the late 80s, early 90s, and uh, they've come a long way. They've uh, been redesigned. They've almost reinvented the wheel at this stage when it comes to PVC. Um, but it's by, by far the most common that you would see around uh, mainland Europe. Um, the second material uh, that's quite common is aluminium. So not the aluminium of old that people might be uh, thinking about when they think aluminium, that kind of cold, wet. Uh, the condensation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And again, aluminium, you know, they've, they've reinvented the wheel when it comes to this product now. And it's got all kinds of thermal breaks and insulation in it now, which prevents all that kind of moisture buildup. So it's... It's an incredible product. Um, now aluminium is seen as the, the the top end. So that's and there's loads of options with aluminium as well. You know, you, 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 if you wanted to do big constructions or curtain wall, um, you can also get um, aluminium anodized as well, and uh, and all kinds of top coats if you were positioned by the coast. So aluminium gives you a lot more options than than PVC. PVC would be fairly standard. And uh, the aluminium kind of opens the door to to 
bigger, more technical uh, constructions. Okay, yeah, and then there's uh, um, there's a high, there's, there's a, a, an aluclad. We 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 refer to it as the hybrid almost. Now there's there's two. It's important for for your listeners to understand that there's two types of aluclad in the marketplace. There is a timber aluclad, and then there is a PVC aluclad. So the timber aluclad, it would be, you know, you grow a forest, you cut it down, you season the wood, you chemically treat it, turn it into profile, make your windows out of it, and then you put aluminium flashing on the outside of that window to protect the timber. Um, the second option is a PVC option, where it's it's a standard PVC window, mostly made from recycled materials, as most of the windows are now. And, and then you have that same cladding on the outside, so it's it's the same, pretty much the same window, but the PVC option is practically zero maintenance. Whereas your timber window, all right, you've got the the feel of wood in the house, but um, it, timber requires maintenance. And so so that they're really your options: the PVC option, the full aluminium option, your PVC aluclad, which is um, a kind of a hybrid of PVC and aluminium, your timber aluclad, and then you have obviously you have full timber if you wanted to just go for a, a straight up wooden wooden window. Yeah, yeah, and but wood is kind of fallen out of favor, I suppose, because of those maintenance requirements. Is that fair to say, or is there there is a market for wood? Obviously, I mean, a lot of people still prefer the the natural material and that kind of thing. They do, they do. Um, you know, it's it's horses for courses, as as with most things. Um, yeah. I would agree that it has fallen away. Um, people are looking now for something low maintenance, um, something that's ecological, you know, more more uh, planet friendly, if you like. Um, I'll give you an example. Some of the, the big manufacturers in Europe right now uh, in PVC are recycling old windows and turning them into new windows. So they're not producing any new plastics. And uh, that's that's important, I think, in this in this day and age, and also the renewable energy factor as well. In in producing those windows, they can use renewable energy to produce the PVC windows. Timber, you still have you you still have the deforestation thing, you know, and um, and it's yeah. Well, everyone it's, has their own arguments. I mean, you know, if do. it's meant to be. A sustainable forest, you you know, you cut down to plant you new could. trees and you're meant to, like, you know, not actually raise a forest, but, you know. Yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. That's, uh, but yeah. PVC doesn't have the best reputation either environmentally necessarily, does it? I mean, you know, they say it off gases and things like that. It can create volatile organic compounds or, I mean, I'm sure that the products are much better than they were originally. That, mm -hmm. You know, like, you, you mentioned aluminium having, you know, some um, issues with condensation, but the early UPVC had the reputation of weathering in the sun as well from UV. So all those, all those teething, not teething, but like, I suppose all those things have answers now, I presume. Yeah, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of the finishes on the PVC windows now have UV filters built into them, so they, 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 they're a longer lasting. Your color will last a lot longer. The finish on the window will last a lot longer. Um, it's amazing what they can do now with with with, with technologies and processes. So, but yeah, we know uh, the PVC is definitely the, the 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 more favorable option. Yeah, yeah. 
And and then in terms of cost scale, um, how how do all the different materials sit? Like what's what's? It really depends on um, a co- uh, many many factors, I suppose. I mean, the mechanics of the window, um, whether the window opens in, whether the window opens out, whether it's a slider, um, whether it's steel reinforced or not. Um, it really it really comes down to uh, different factors that you'd have to kind of assess when you're making your decision on the windows you can have a a cheap pvc window which is very basic and you can have a a very expensive pvc window that's that's highly engineered triple gasket for example seven chambers and it's you know uh, 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 seaside top coat hardware in the the mechanics of the window in, in the locking system and the hinges and that could produce a very expensive window um some might see it you know, value for money, but then it, that might also work out a little bit more expensive than, let's say, a standard aluminium. But the rule of thumb generally is PVC would be your your cheapest option. I don't really like to use the word cheap, but uh, it's the more affordable option in terms of, of choosing your windows. After that, then, would be the hybrids, so your, your, your aluclads, uh, and then aluminium, is is coming out at the most expensive at the moment um rule of thumb generally the difference between pvc and full-on aluminium would be around 30 to 35 percent more off for aluminium and your aluclad would sit somewhere in between around around 20 uh, 15 to 20 percent more expensive than pvc Okay, and um, th- there's also there's also something, isn't there, about um, sizes? So as you mentioned, the aluminium can kind of take pretty much if you want a huge picture window that takes your whole <laughs> your mm-hmm. whole wall. That's yeah, you, you kind of have to go with aluminium for that. There's no real other option, not right? Are um, there limits for PVC and then aluclad and then aluminium? Is there a, a weight issue in terms of what the materials can do? And- uh there is again depending on what company you go with um and this is why it's important to do the research if you have one of those big picture windows which we commonly see on most uh, sets of drawings that come across our desk um you have that big picture window and capturing the the view um in pvc um on on the systems we use the european systems you can go to seven square meters so a 3.5 wide by two meters high one pane of uh, one uh, unit of glass triple glazed that's pretty much the maximum you can do in uh, PVC in the in the higher end frame if you want a warranty with the window um, if you're willing to <laughs> surrender your warranty then you know you can go a little bit bigger maybe seven and a half to even to eight meters in aluminium it's it's really down to how big you can make the glass you know what, whatever the maximum size of a glass unit can be made again different glass suppliers have their limits um we've we've done glass up to nine square meters one 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 picture window up to nine square meters but it'd have to be an aluminium frame that aluminium frame is a lot stronger um and it's built to take the weight to take the wind pressure um people don't realize that often when the when you frame these views these beautiful views that that people are building into their their houses now um it's normally very exposed it's always the exposed view it's the mountains it's the hills it's the beach it's 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 the coast and and you find that the the wind pressures and the weather pressure on that glass is a lot higher because there's no shelter there's no point in putting a picture window somewhere where 
you know, you're, you're just looking out, at, you know, 30, 30 feet away from the house and you've got a bunch of trees. It's normally the, 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 the rolling mountains, the landscape. So there's a lot of wind pressure on that glass. So it's, it, it needs an aluminium frame uh, to support it. Okay. And, and how about uh, sliders then? Same restrictions in terms of, you know, the, the, tilt, the sliding windows that open the back doors that everyone wants it's, in their extension? <laughs> it's, it's, it's getting increasingly difficult to talk about this without, without doing self-marketing for our own <laughs> products. But um, yeah, again, it depends on the company you talk to. Um, there is different systems available. Um, one of the best systems in Europe right now is the VECA, the VECA system, V-E-K-A, if people want to kind of do a bit of research. That's a, that's a profile development company and they're doing some great things with um, developing their profiles in PVC to do more. And there is limits um, in PVC sliders, for example, if you were to go for something real premium on the PVC end, you can get um, up to six meters on a two-door configuration. So i.e. if you had your sliding door, one door is fixed, one door is sliding, just two, two, two units of glass you can go up to six meters. So each one of those doors can be three meters wide. That's that's colossal for PVC, um, but that's about the max. You can go to 6.5 meters wide if you go for a four-door configuration, i.e. that you have far left, a fixed unit, far right, you have a fixed unit, and the two doors open um, symmetrically from the middle out. So that would be a four-door configuration, and you can go to 6.5 meters on, on, on one of those setups on PVC. And then if you went for an aluminium option, you know, world's your oyster. I mean, we, yeah. we've, we've, we've done them ourselves up to 12 meters wide in a, in a three-door configuration. So, you know, the aluminium really, like we talked about earlier, the aluminium for your big constructions and your curtain walls and your, your, your oversized sliders, aluminium is the way to go. It has to mm. be. And how about Aluclad? Is it um, similar to aluminium? Can it go as big? Uh, no, Aluclad would be Aluclad would follow the same ruling as PVC because what's underneath that what's underneath that aluminium cladding is is your PVC window or your timber. Now there is some things I um, we don't do timber ourselves, but um, there is some really good stuff that I've been I've seen done in timber but the problem comes then with maintenance um you know if you go for a massive sliding door in timber it would want to be made of the best timber it would have to be regularly maintained more than anything else that you you know more than the aluminium more than the pvc it really needs to be looked after because the moment it falls to, towards failure it, it's 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 a slidey slope on on the wood. I actually have a neighbor of mine. Uh, he got timber windows in about ten years ago, and uh, he didn't keep up the maintenance on 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 one of the windows, and the water started to to break in, and uh, and then it's yeah the, the 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 timber itself started to swell. He had mold on the inside. The gaskets then uh, failed. The hardware had all gone rusty inside the window, and there was just absolutely despite my best efforts and being in this business thirty years. I just wasn't able to save the window at all. And in the end, he, he ended up replacing it for, for a new window. And that was only a 10-year-old timber window. So, look. Right. So, the research is important. You need to get um, a cladding that actually does protect as well. I suppose the water yeah. could get stuck behind the, between the aluminium and the timber then. 
Is that Again, the issue? Yeah. It, it can yeah. do. I mean, I mean, uh, the, the example yeah. I'm giving there is just a straight up timber window in terms of the alu, alu oh, clad straight up, option. Oh, straight yeah. up timber. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like in terms of the alu clad, again, it comes back to doing your research, finding a company that, that can do it and do it well and, and look at the build quality and, you know, do, mm. do the, do the, read the reviews, you know? Yeah. And, and back on the sliders, what's the maximum height, like a standard height for a slider? What would that be? And then how far can you go after that? Standard height for a slider typically is your, your standard lintel height, which is usually around uh, 2,100. Uh, so 2,100 from the, from the screed level. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen them, uh, a lot of drawings that have come across our desk in the last 12 months have been 2,200, 2,400, even on the doors and the windows. So, you know, the head heights are getting bigger, the windows are getting bigger. In terms of sliders, though, uh, typically uh, your slider, we we would be around the 2.5 to 2.7 mark, uh, the 2,500 to 2,700 mark mm-hmm. um, in PVC, in aluminium. On the standard system, about 2,900. And then you've got some elite systems, uh, uh, for example, the Aliplast Skyline, um, which could go up to uh, over three meters. Um, But you're talking massive glass. And that's... um, it's very heavy. People don't realize, you know, when they're, when they're, when they're designing these houses that uh, how big and heavy this glass is. So it's a lot of weight that's going directly down on, onto the, um, the track system. So your rollers and your track. So um, there's considerations. Um, sometimes, you know, you want a two-door system. You might have to, if you want the height on the slider, you might have to consider going a three-door a triple track system or maybe even a four-door system just to divide that weight, just to disperse that weight out so it's not all on one single door, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then that whole uh, triple versus double, um, for sliders, do you really need triple? I mean, that would reduce the weight, wouldn't it, a double-glazed unit? Uh, you in- lose a lot in terms of energy efficiency and... Um, I think in, to think back, I think I've done one double glazed slider in the last three years. Nearly all of them have been triple glazed. The bigger you go, our, our theory is the bigger you go with it, with a, with a paint, with a unit of glass, um, the more solar gain, obviously the more, the more heat you're going to bring in through that glass. So a triple glazed option is your best solution to keeping the room a little cooler in the summer um there's i've seen a few builds where they've basically created a greenhouse um where they've got so much glass and they've gone double glazed to keep the cost down but there's just so much heat coming into the room that the the ventilation system the hvac or whatever system they've put in just actually can't cope with the amount of heat that's in the room and it can't disperse it quick enough. Whereas a triple glaze system would actually be cooler in the summer and warmer in the winter. So it works both ways. And I, we would always advise triple glazing on a slider. Hmm. And what's the cost difference? Is there between double and between double and triple double and triple? Yeah. Again, it depends on the company you're dealing with and the company you're talking to. Um, I can only give you the, the experience of ourselves and the, 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 the difference is, is somewhere between two, two or 2%, 3% of a difference because, um, with the way things have gone with energy efficiency, all our, all our factory lines, all our production lines are set up for triple glazing. We produce our own glass, 
and they're all set up for triple glazing. So if we have a customer that actually wants to buy double glazing off us, we have to actually bring that double glazing in externally, which actually costs us more. So the, the difference uh, is is minimal. Um, so it makes the, the triple glazing option now more affordable and the, and the best way to go. Okay. Um, and you were talking about um, doing your research. So what, what are the main kind of elements to look for in a window in terms of standards and certs and things that make you feel like you're, you're buying something that's going to last and mm-hmm. not mold at the seams? Um, I suppose it, it always starts with a Google search, really, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> and um, word of mouth, obviously, you know, if you've got friends or family that have maybe done windows in the last, you know, three to four years, ask them, you know, what, what company did they use? How did they find them? Um, what's what things were good, what were bad, what was their, what was their after sales service like? That's a big one right now. Um, uh, customer service is um, high on a lot of companies' agendas, ours, ours specifically. So when, you're, when, you, when, you've made, when you've done your research and you've, you've kind of ventured towards um, the company or you're looking towards the company that you're, you're thinking about going with, um, then it's time to get into the showrooms and 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 find and actually go and feel the product, see the product, touch the product, talk to the people that that understand their product, you know, inside and out. I think that's always uh, it's key. Don't make decisions um, just based on what you see on the internet. Um, go 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 to the showroom. Look look at the product, and and look at the look at the differences um, in what it is you're looking for from a window. Um, one of the first questions we always ask our clients is, where is the build? Where are you building and where are you with the project right now? Um, it's to establish the the need for which product is right for you. Um, you may have your wish list. You may have your desire to go massive aluminium windows, um, but the reality is, when you get into the into the showroom, you might actually not like them. Um, maybe the price isn't 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 favourable towards your budget. So it's important to um, establish where it is. For example, if you're building a, a if you're doing a self build and you were, let's say, inland Tipperary, for example, the the requirements for windows there would be very different than let's say if you were building a, 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 a down in Carasivine in 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 Kerry, where you're basically you know, next stop, New York, you know, you're facing out onto the Atlantic Ocean and you've got the highest wind speeds, you've got salt into the mix, you've got sand being picked up and being thrown at the house every time there's bad weather. So there's different considerations and and it's important to establish where you're building first and what product you're actually, uh, one, what you're looking for and two, what's advised uh, for that project. So... And and in terms of comparing kind of the specifications, would you know you were talking about energy efficiency and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing? Like, and is it important to are all windows kind of the same in terms of U values? And once you go triple glazed, is there a, that much difference? You have to go into the details of you know how much light is let in versus you know mm-hmm. how much energy efficiency you're getting. Is is that is that just really getting too bogged down in detail, or is it worth looking at those kind of parameters? 
it's it's absolutely worth looking at those parameters and uh yeah it's really important that you ask the right questions to to the companies that you're 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 looking at for your windows and ask them about u value and if you don't understand u values or you think you might understand u values um you know it's important to get an explainer we always explain whether whether you know it or not um we all we always try and educate our our clients on the differences in u values um, there's no two windows the same. So uh, I'll give you an example for the the European window that uh, that we that we supply. U values are broken down. Um, you have a UG value, which is the U value of the glass part of the window. You have a UF value, which is the the frame part of the window. Okay, and they're made in separate factories, and then they're assembled together. Um, to create the UW value, which is the, the the window value, which is the glass and the frame combined, and it's the UW value that's important. Um, be careful when you know, and, and again, ask the questions. What is the U? What is the UW value of the window? Some companies will only give out the UG value, which is the value of the glass, which is always pretty low. It's anywhere between zero point five and and zero point eight. A lot of companies would be around 0.7, um, more the European style, Polish windows, German windows, that kind of thing would be around 0.5. And there is even um, a quadruple glass system um, in the marketplace that uses Krypton gas inside the chambers, inside the glass rather than argon gas. And you can get a U value on the glass as low as 0.3. So when you combine the glass together with the frame, the frame needs to do just as much of the work as the glass. So this is when we get start talking about how many chambers are inside the, the frame. So a, an easy way to explain it is like in the winter time and, um, you, you, we were always told as kids, like, you know, wear plenty of thin layers, which is warmer than wearing one thick jumper. You remember? Yeah. And, yeah. and the windows now follow that same, uh, that same, same scenario. So some windows only have three chambers inside, five chambers inside. A lot of the top end windows would have six and seven chambers inside. Um, the passive rated windows that are on the market would be seven chambers. And each one of those little empty chambers inside the window frame are a different temperature. So on the outside of the window, the, the outside chamber would be the coldest and the inside chamber on the window would be the warmest. And then there's a temperature difference then um, between those two. So this is how your frame works. And again, when you combine the UF value, which is the value, the U value of the frame, the plastic part, let's say if we're talking about a PVC as an example, and you combine that with the UG value, which is the U value of just the glass, you combine them together to get the UW value, which is the, the, the value of the entire window. So once you put that construction into your build, that's the U value of that square of window. Mm. Yeah. So then, so so, what are the other parameters that are important to to bear in mind? Um, it's that's important. the main one, isn't it? Um, that would be the main one. Yeah, I mean, U value is pretty much um, is going to be linked directly to your BER assessment, so your building energy um, rating. That 
if you're building now, it's it's actually required for the, the last part of the mortgage drawdown, for example. So you have to get a BER assessment done on your build uh, to draw down the last part of your money. So it, 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 it really is important that the U values are, are shown to that, to the BER assessor. So again, looking for a company that have their CE certs in place that they're able to provide you with what's called a DOP, a declaration of performance. And that's basically a certificate that's issued by the manufacturers that set, that states that this window is this, is this exact U value. It has this solar gain and it's, it's this system. And basically you give that to your, you, you can actually download them on some of the, on a lot of the European windows. Now you can actually just scan the QR code that comes on the window on your glass. So if you've recently, if you're listening to this podcast and you've recently got your windows fitted, look at the stickers that are on the glass or even open the window and look for a little QR code that might be situated around the inside of the frame. You can simply scan that code and that will download the declaration of performance for that window. And then that would be applied to your building energy rating uh, assessment done on on the build. So DOPs are quite important. Making sure that the CE cert, most, nearly all of the European um, manufacturers now have all this in place. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, Something else to consider would be what's available in terms of, again, where you're building. So if you're building coastal and you require aluminium, uh, you might consider something like a, a seaside top coat or an anodization, which is an extra thick layer of um, protection that goes onto the aluminium. It's done through a, a natural oxidization process and it, it, it allows the aluminium color to last longer it allows greater protection against the salt and the sand and the wind and the damage that would be done uh, in coastal areas so that's something to you know to consider when asking the questions at your window supplier something else to consider would be lead time um (laughs) i'm not sure people are aware of this but from I, i can give you this picture from inside inside the industry there is a difference in lead time right now so this is the amount of time from the time you place the order and you sign the contracts and that goes into production to the time that the windows are actually fitted and installed on your build there is currently a difference between all the different companies in ireland right now there is a difference of six weeks to 36 weeks oh wow 36 weeks 36 weeks waiting for your windows that's a record It's, it's, and that's it's, actually, yeah, because windows are notorious for, for being late usually. So if if the actual, um, yeah, if they, they say 36 weeks, mm-hmm. could it be longer even? Jeez, that's very long. Uh, yeah, it Isn't could. It? They, that's uh, that's yeah, unusual, yeah. isn't it? 
It, it, it depends on the type of build you're doing and how the businesses themselves have set themselves up to, to cope with the demand. Some companies have pretty much nailed their flag to the cross and gone completely with big developments. Like they're only supplying windows for, you know, huge housing developers, uh, you know, a hundred houses at a time and their business is set up to just spit out, you know, cheap windows as fast as possible to keep the cost of that big development down. There is, you could potentially be, you know, we're talking about self-build, but there's, you have to also consider the people that are just doing retrofit or renovation work where they have, you know, PVC windows in, let's say from the mid nineties, late nineties. And those windows have basically come to the end of their life. And the units are starting to fail. There's condensation building up around the window because the condensation will always find its way to the coldest part of the room. So your glass is always going to find um, uh, moisture stuck to it. And these windows need to be replaced. So if you're looking for replacement windows right now and you're looking to get all your doors done and all your windows brought up to kind of a passive spec, triple glazed, uh, triple gasket, as, as a lot of the European windows are now, um, and you want a quieter, warmer, safer, stronger window, then you could potentially be waiting up to 36 weeks because that that's kind of the slow, dirty work and the expensive. It involves removing old windows. It involves replastering. And a lot of companies just don't want to go near it right now. Um, so, again, it depends. Ask the question um, when you're talking to your window supplier, what is your lead time and where are you with the project? What type of project it is? Um, for ourselves, we're currently six to eight weeks, and it doesn't matter whether you're self-build or renovation. We treat everything, every project the same. So, you know, not every company works like that, but it's it's important to ask those questions because people are really not going to be willing to wait thirty six weeks for their windows. Yeah, yeah, and um, and the the other component, I suppose, just the security aspect. What um, what should people look for? Is there there's um, there's standards there as well, isn't there? For there is standards for security, yeah, and it's and it's again, it comes back to which which type of system you want to go for. I'll give you an example of uh, a European system. All the European windows right now, if you go anywhere in Europe, anywhere at all, you stay in a hotel, you stay in a B and B, you would stay at a friend's house. The, all the windows open in. All the windows open in. They're a tilt and turn system. Um, the, one of the main benefits of a tilt and turn system is that the, the, the sash itself, the part that opens from the window, locks on all four sides. So you have locking points on the full uh, perimeter of the, of the window. So when you turn that handle, it locks in around 11 positions. And that's something that you can get with a tilt and turn opening in system. With an opening out window, um, it's it's harder to do uh, because of the hinge system and and, and generally what's used um, in terms of locking. It's a very very standard system. So in terms of security, uh, the opening in window system would be by far the best. It also gives um, that security level also gives way to uh, better air tightness as well. So having the window lock on all four sides actually makes makes the ceiling better around the window. And so you've got better air tightness on, on the product, which is quite important right now because, you know, drafts are the last thing we need. Um, and, and, you know, we're spending so much on energy right now. Um, yeah, and a so cold much spot. on the window. Yeah, exactly. So, so, and it's easier to obviously clean the window, but they're becoming, they're fast becoming um, on self builds. A lot of people are going for 
for those, aren't they? Or is there still a market for the opening out ones? There's still a market for the opening out, absolutely. Um, again, it depends on your budget. The opening out system would be considered uh, the, the, the cheaper option. But in terms of longevity, where the opening out system um, has, has its limits because we are now moved to a triple glazing standard yeah triple glazing and even quadruple glazing is the is the next era that's coming in behind the triple glazing so uh it's it, the glass has got incredibly heavy and and with people putting bigger windows into their houses the opening out system is is actually starting to become a huge issue uh, and you know you're you're almost forced to go double glazing to keep the weight down or you might not you know for example uh, people are looking for in, this happens a lot with us. I, I can only speak for ourselves, but people want full height tilt and turn windows, as in they go from the floor to the ceiling, one pane of glass that you can tilt in or use as a door for ventilation or for a fire escape. And they don't want any horizontal breaks in the window, as in you don't want any transoms going across the window. You just want full glass, a clean, modern, contemporary look. The opening out system doesn't allow you to do that because there's limits on the height of this, the opening part. So you have to have this horizontal transom, this piece of plastic bar going across the window, and then it kind of breaks and it destroys the look of the window. So, you know, the security aspect that we talked about kind of makes way for the tilt and turn to be the best option, the opening in system, better airtight, better ceiling, and bigger windows. You can go to the security on those windows allows for better machinery within the window, the locking system. So it's... That's the preferred option right now. Yeah. And and just very briefly there, you, you mentioned uh, quadruple glazing a couple of times. Wouldn't that be, yeah. I thought the issue with that was was the weight. As, as you mentioned, there is already with triple, we're, we're struggling with um, how heavy the units are. Um, yeah. Doesn't, and this is doesn't quadruple add yet another layer to... It 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 does. It depends on the size of the window. Um, and again, going back to um, picking the right supplier, they've reinvented the wheel when it comes to PVC windows. Um, a lot of the big European companies like Vecker, who we who we mentioned earlier, um, have got a huge research and development um, department. Um, all the Europe main more most of all the European windows that are that are available, whether it be from Poland or from Germany right now, are steel reinforced. Every part of the window. It doesn't matter if it's a small little ensuite window or it's your large seven meter square picture window that we discussed earlier. It's fully steel reinforced. So with the quadruple glazing, yes, it gets a little bit heavier, but those windows have been designed around the, the next era. They're designed around the quadruple glazing. So triple glazing to these windows right now is nothing. It's a walk in the park. They've actually been designed around the next era, which is quadruple glazing. And we're currently at frame thicknesses of, you know, anywhere between 82 and 100 millimeters thick in PVC. So that's the thickness from the inside, from the window board on the inside to the concrete uh, sill on the outside. That window is almost, you know, three and a half to four inches thick. It has seven chambers inside, steel reinforcement, and it's able to take that quadruple glazing if required. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, I suppose the, the last point to touch upon is installation. Um, there's no point in 
buying an expensive, fabulous window um, if there is, you know, poor installation on site. So uh, I suppose window manufacturers normally, if you buy your window from someone, they're the ones who install it. Is that is that not fair to say or how does it work? Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Um, each company um, has their own way of doing it. So it's pretty evenly split. Split. Some companies will have their own fitters. Um, they're on their own payroll and, and will fit their own product. If you go right down to the level of, you know, the local guy that's just doing a few windows and doors here and there, he has one little van, two, two, two guys working for him. The guy that you're buying the windows from, the person that you're buying the windows from, is the same person that's going to come and fit your windows. As you go up the scale and you go with, you know, up to the bigger companies, um, then it gets a bit divided. So you could potentially end up with contractors. So the window company will employ a contracting um, outfit that would have, you know, 20, 30 window fitters. They're paid by the day or paid by the hour or paid by the, per window per square meter. And their job is to get it fitted as fast as possible and get off site. Um, the other half then would have, like I said, their, their own crews, their own window fitters, and pretty much are managed from within. So the, the project manager, the person that you're buying the windows from, is also involved in running the, the fitting team and explaining to the fitting crews, this is, this is the detail on this window, this slider has to be fitted in this position, this door is opening in, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's, it's important to ask those questions. When you go to the window supply and you're in the showroom and you're stood in front of that salesperson or the project manager, ask them, who fits your windows? Do you fit them yourselves or do you employ a, a, a third-party crew? The general consensus is, and I don't want to badmouth any 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 contractor here, but the quality is better if it's done with with your own crews as opposed to using contractors. Mm-hmm. Okay, and how how do you check for warranties? Like I'm assuming most companies say they do supply a warranty, but um, how how does a self builder know that if something goes wrong, they'll you know, the, the warranty will work or that there'll be some sort of after sales mm-hmm. service. So it's important, again, to ask the questions at, at showroom level uh, when you're, when you're, or even when you're sending your inquiry in your, your drawings to the first day to be quoted is to ask the question um, about what the warranty is on, on the different systems. And it isn't a one warranty fits all. The, the, frames, the frames have one type of warranty. The glass will have one type of warranty. Uh, doors will have a different kind of warranty. A, fi- a, a slider will have a different kind of warranty. So it really depends on you know, what you're actually putting into your self-build. Um, windows would, would have by far the longest warranty. They, they give the least amount of trouble, especially if you go for a, a higher engineered pvc system like a european system they they tend they tend never to give trouble um and they'll they'll last a, a hell of a long time whereas with a with something that's constantly moving let's say like your front door for example that warranty will be a little bit lower um okay. a slider for example would be kind of somewhere in between but it's always important to ask the question and ask what their after sales uh services like we have a dedicated um sales department in in, in our company and we have uh, that's made up of technicians and um uh, customer service uh, representatives so one side of the business talks to the customer finds out what the issue is checks their warranty to make sure because we have everything on file 
and then they pass it over to the technicians and the technicians will look into the problem see if it's a if it's if, is it um is it a manufacturer fault or is this something that's been incurred by wear and tear or or abuse which is Fifty percent of the time, I would, I would, I would, uh, I would bet. But um, and then it's handed over to the the service team, and those guys, uh, we have those guys nationwide going out, and generally, you know, every company's different. But uh, the sense of urgency around, especially if a lock is broken on a door, we'd consider that like code red in our place. Like it's it's it, the, the 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 alarm bells go off, and we have to get that sorted as soon as possible. And we never leave customers waiting more than. 24 hours uh, if they have a lock issue but um so what I do mean, you mean by uh, by abuse as in people just like what, what can people do to abuse a what, window what, what what i mean by what i mean by abuse is um um in simple terms when the windows are fitted to your self-build there is wet trades that will come in after the windows are fitted. Your plasterers, your renderers, your you know internal plastering. There's, um, I'll give you an example. Uh, there was a there was a project in Killarney. <laughs> uh, recently enough, um, they got a very high end aluminium front door from us, um, very expensive. And the guys that were fitting the granite to the to the kitchen, which was several months after we'd already fit, we'd fitted the windows like last year. And then just, we got a phone call with a few pictures and it was like the front door has been damaged. And we were like, right. Okay. So what happened? And it was the guys bringing in the granite uh, for the worktop had swung, tried to turn the corner and basically took a massive chunk out of the front door as they were bringing the granite in. So we'd consider that abuse to the product. It's not something that where the product has failed itself. It's where the, the it's, it's been damaged or, you know, plastering trowels, the trowels, uh, you know, I don't want to get too heavy into, you know, what I've seen out there. I, I could be here all day telling you all kinds of stories, but some of the plasterers, um, that's, that's out there at the moment, um, the windows are the windows are almost unrecognizable when we, when we have to come out and repair them. You know, there is mm-hmm. uh, tr- the drainage is blocked, the glass is scratched. You know, so you know there's a bit of so replacement protect work. Protect your windows, well. basically. <laughs> protect yeah, them le- well. yeah, leave that. Leave that. T- I know. I know. As much as people, I, I do it myself. I'm so itching to take the stickers off the windows and to take the tape off the frames after the windows have been fitted leave them on until the plastering is done please i ask everybody leave the plastic on the windows until the plastering is done protect that pvc as much as possible and then once the plastering is done give the windows a good clean and you should be good to go but if you take that tape off then you know whenever whenever they start to clean around the window or even doing painting or plastering whatever it might be any of the wet trades um you're going to have to try and clean that out of the pvc and that pvc is never going to look the same again yeah, yeah, um, and 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 just the the last bit. I won't keep you much longer than this. Um, is just material price increases. How how have windows seem to have weathered the storm for a little bit? But what's what's the story with uh, pricing? Uh, and I wouldn't how say much, that. <laughs> no, it has not. Yes, I, yeah, everyone's a casualty of this. Um, so how like how do prices compare now? Let's say compared to even two years ago or last year, like on an average self-build maybe i don't know 200 square meters or something like that 250 um, meter house it's 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 really hard to answer that question with a with a straight up answer it's um windows are made up of 
different materials. So whether it's aluminium or PVC that you've gone for or a timber frame that you've gone for, that they've gone up in varying prices. Aluminium's gone up the most. Um, PVC's gone up a good bit. Timber kind of all wood. I think we all saw it. If you're a self-builder, wood went up in price pretty much straight away um after the lockdowns and then and then actually was the first thing to come back down in price uh whereas pvc and aluminium are still kind of hanging up there you have steel inside the window so all the european windows for example and some of the irish ones as well have uh full steel reinforcement so that's had an impact in the window i remember talking to our supplier uh, a few weeks back um on a on a, on a zoom call in poland and uh, we were discussing like what are our options in you know trying to keep stabilized costs could could we potentially make some of the smaller windows without the steel and we discussed it back and forth and we agreed that no it just isn't worth it because we're compromising on the quality and and that's what we want to keep uh, a high a high high standard for so steel has gone up in price and, and it still continues to rise um glass glass is like a yo-yo i i, I just don't even know if i was to pin the tail on the donkey you know in this scenario i i couldn't even tell you what the price is right now on glass it nobody knows it's um there's there's different glass suppliers there's been there's uh there's been two shutdowns on the pilkington uh glass glass manufacturers in in the uk for example because they're rebuilding their furnaces and and all that all that glass uh, supply manufacturing has been pushed to mainland europe from the uk so that's kind of driven up the costs um as well so it's it's really hard to say, but look, if, if I suppose if you were to compare it to two years ago, you're looking at you know PVC has gone up somewhere in the region of twenty two to twenty six percent overall, and aluminium's gone up around twenty five to twenty nine percent. That's that's kind of the rule of thumb. Timber, I couldn't tell you. I'm not I'm not in the timber game myself, but uh, we don't do any kind of wood, but. Um, that's kind of where you're at. Somewhere between 23 and 30% is kind of the ballpark. So what we've ourselves have spent doing the last uh, 12 months in particular is those customers that were in with us a year ago or two years ago that were planning on breaking ground, you know, late last year, early this year, they've come back to us and they've said, look, this these windows don't, now don't suit the budget. The quote that you gave us, uh, which is only going to last 30 days um, with most companies. Some companies have even gone to 10 days. I went to the builders providers a few weeks ago. They'd only give me a quote till five o'clock on, on some building products. So it's gone absolutely crazy right now. So 30 days is probably your, your quote limit. So you have to refresh that price now because it's, you know, it's 12 months later. You give them the price. It's now 25% higher, for example. But don't despair. There are things that you can do. There are... Um, if you talk to your project manager, talk to your sales representative in the company that you're dealing with, um, work on trying to get that price back or trying to find a middle ground. There are sometimes options depending on whether you go, for example, if you go for a, a, a window that's white on the inside, just white, standard white PVC on the inside with no foil, and you have your, say, your, your, your smooth anthracite gray vinyl finish on the outside of the window, that is cheaper than having the gray on the inside and the outside. That's one less process for that window to go through. So therefore, it's a little bit cheaper. You right. get me? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, so it's worth working, you know, 
we've we've been downsizing sliders you know originally they came in they were six meters wide now they're four meters wide um front doors have gone from a full aluminium top of the range 90 mil thick uh, super passive to now a, a composite door which is a little bit more on the affordable end and they've compromised on the finish of that door um some windows they've gone half the house in double glazing and half of the house in triple glazing so they've focused their attention to where the sun is coming in the most and they've tried to compromise that way and you know that's shaved a couple you know two or three percent out out of the cost so if you do all these things together um it could add up to a big difference you know you know maybe 10 or 15 percent off the price you're still getting the same window the same system the same high security high quality steel reinforced but you've made some compromises and it's actually brought the price down other than, you know, your only other option then is, well, I can't go for the better quality window. I now have to go for the the cheapest of the cheap of the cheap window that all I can afford just to get the windows in, get the roof on and get the, the place sealed before the winter. And it's it's heartbreaking to hear clients having to do that. But unfortunately, yeah. you know, the price increases have kind of forced us in that direction. So so how much are people spending right now on a self-build for their windows? What's kind of the kind of the average quotes that are going out? Um, average, again, depends on which <laughs> company you talk to. Um, if you were to talk to uh, one of my one of my sales guys, he would say his average is somewhere between a hundred and two hundred thousand. Um, but uh, no, in in the grand scheme of things, uh, he's our aluminium guy, so he does all the curtain wall and oh, all, right, the, all, okay. all the big the big slider stuff. So, yeah. uh, but uh, in terms of in the general, um, thirty to forty, thirty to forty thousand. If you get your windows, if you get a good quality European system, you you know for a standard enough house um, that's not too over the top, single story. 30 to 40,000. If you start to go, you know, um, that's somewhere around, I would imagine, kind of 16 to 24 windows would be in around that, um, including your doors. If you're up at the, at the high end where you've got 40 windows, huge picture windows, uh, massive sliders, then you're probably the 50 to 60,000 mark. But I think in general, you know, for the, the, the average self-build right now, 30 to 40 is probably where you should be budgeting for windows. The days of getting your windows for 15 grand are, are gone. Yeah, yeah. And and where do you see prices heading next, let's say next 12 months or so? Down, down. Hopefully I've got my fingers and toes crossed that they're that they're <laughs> heading down. Um, again, we, I, you know, I had some discussions with our suppliers in, in Poland and uh, they, they, they were pretty much of the opinion that if, you know, the Ukraine thing settles and stabilizes, um, that if things start to come the other way, uh, that uh, prices will stabilize. There's also the R word that everybody's threatening right now uh, that's coming, um, mm-hmm. which I think we're a bit more prepared for. But uh, And then obviously the inflation is having an, in, an impact and uh, fuel costs. I mean, the, the, our transport costs right now are you wouldn't I, I i cry i shed a tear every time i see the the invoices coming in for the fuel bill but um it's all having an impact but i i think i'm i've got a positive outlook i think you know it's going to be a tough 12 months there's going to be some things some challenges but i think it's it's the the pop in the bubble that we need for everything just to kind of settle into place for things to stabilize and then we can kind of get back to the business of of um of uh, building houses again but it really is down to whether the 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 companies themselves are going to pass on those savings um to the to the end the end customer 
so so is your cause for optimism that there might be a recession is that a, that that actually the that in, that that'll kill inflation is that what you're saying or is it that the actual cost of materials are heading kind of downwards um it's a bit of both it's yeah. it's a combination of all those things together i mean we had we had our i pulled together a company meeting um a few weeks back i pulled every member of staff across the whole country into one room and one of the things I touched on was you know, everybody's talking about the cost of living crisis. You know, the price of food is going up, the price of rents are going up and fuel and so on and so on. That The winter's going to be tough. And only up until yesterday, when I actually saw it pop up on the news yesterday, um, no one is talking about the cost of doing business. Now, I don't want to get into too much business talk here because we're talking about, you know, the, the self-build end of it. But it really is incredibly difficult to keep, you know, everything everybody happy and keep the bills paid right now and you know the the, the the increased prices so things need to stabilize so i think we need a combination of both that the you know almost the recession if it does come will almost will you know will bring the prices down and um i know i can only speak for ourselves they will be passed on and uh, you know hopefully we'll be in a better place in 12 months time but i think it's going to be a tough 12 months we see a lot of projects being frozen right now people are waiting um, if there's anyone listening to this podcast, will know what I'm talking about, that you, you were ready to break ground, you had your builder lined up, you had all your quotes in, you were pretty much ready to get it up to roof level. And you've made the decision, actually, no, I'm going to wait. I'm just going to wait. And we're getting we're, we're getting this quite a bit right now. And I even know some um, some of the bigger, I won't name names, but some of the bigger developers um, that would be in, in the business of building, you know, 50 to 100 houses, They've frozen their projects as well um, because they can't commit to fixed pricing. And it's the same with the councils as well because they can't get their fixed pricing in place. They're unable to, you know, get the tenders from the, the developers, from the builders. And so everything's just frozen. Everything's just hung in the air. So, you know, getting a price from a builder right now, he's going to say, okay, I'm going to build your house for, for 300,000 euro. That's the way it would have been. Now it's okay. I'm can build it for three hundred thousand, but it might be four hundred thousand, and I'm putting this clause into the contract that if price of materials go up, I have to pass it on, and and so on and so on and so on. So because no one is fixing their pricing right now, it's having a huge knock on effect right across the the industry. So we need that recession. We need that stabilization. We need prices to come down, and uh, and then like I said, we can get back to the business of of selling windows and doors. Yeah, but if you were building right now yourself, would you wait? Uh, if you'd asked me that quite, I'd, I've actually just recently renovated my house, all new windows, doors, and uh, insulation and, and electrics, and I've tried to bring everything up to A energy rating. Um, I, I was almost forced to do it because I kind of held off over the pandemic doing it. I think a lot of people have done the same. We've We've seen a lot of people come in over the last couple of weeks even that are are talking about renovating their their windows so we might actually move from where we've been focused on self builds and big developments now to actually retrofitting and if the if the government can get their grants correct and and get get everything in place and this budget that they're announcing mm -hmm. really helps uh, everybody uh, bring the, the the standard of their insulation up on their homes because it's not just about bringing the fuel price down it's about you know the conservation of fuel. It's about you know energy efficiency. So it's it's a it's a two prong approach. It needs to be. So you know I would like to see every house in the country 
upgraded to a passive rated window and door. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, because we're in the business. I think it, it should have happened. It should have happened long before now um, that we have the, the correct insulation, that we've got correct ventilation, that we're moving away from fossil fuels and that the government are supplying some kind of a grant or doing something in the way to help everybody do it affordably. Um whether yeah, it's well, grants there is or, their grant, but it's a complicated process. I suppose. They've made they've made it so complicated. And you know, I brought this up in the meeting a few weeks ago as well with with with, with our own staff was that, you know, they really the government really need to get on top of this and make it easier to access. So they need to be much higher, the grants need to be much more considerable and they need to be easier to apply for. And with that, then you'll see that switch from you know, the self-builders might hold off on because of material prices, um, but you'll see everybody starting to renovate their their houses and move into, um, you know, a, a kind of a retrofit scenario, which will, you know, it'll be a bit expensive. It's, it's going to be a bit more expensive to do it that way. But, you know, can you afford to wait? That's the yeah. question. Yeah. Well, listen, Tony, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Join us next time for more tips and advice from experts and self-builders alike. And if you haven't already, subscribe to Self-Build Plus. It'll give you full access to the selfbuild.ie website, including the Self-Build Plus journey, which is your step-by-step guide to self-building and home improving. Your membership also gives you first access to all videos and podcasts, as well as access to our members-only Facebook group, which features regular Facebook Live events. 
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.